Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Alexi, for today is bacharika, bacharika or spices. And the bacharika spotlight is on turmeric. The spice known as turmeric may be the most effective nutritional supplement in existence. Many high quality studies show that turmeric has major benefits for your body and brain. Many of these benefits come from its main active ingredient called curcumin. This bajarico or turmeric tastes best in scrambled eggs, smoothies, and teas. Why eat it daily? Well, because it provides natural pain relief, reduces inflammation, and adds antioxidants. Eat more bajarica for the health of it. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroniki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Some of my most favorite and fun memories are at a dining room table or around the kitchen table sharing a beautiful and well-thought-out, well-presented meal. Food, when prepared with love and shared with love, can preserve heritage, it can bond a relationship, and it can begin a celebration. But most importantly, it should nourish us. Today, my special guest comes to us all the way from Europe, where she intuitively spreads love with food. Let us meet Anna Cortez, founder of Kitchen Instinct. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kiki. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you here and thank you for hopping on. Uh, your your business, your brand is called Kitchen Instinct and I was immediately drawn to that. Tell us about Kitchen Instinct and tell us a little bit about you and where you're living now. Okay, perfect. Kitchen Instinct is started actually in quarantine. It is an intuitive cooking platform. This means that I teach people how to cook with creativity and with intuition without having to follow recipes. And this idea started many, many years ago when I came back to Mexico after studying my master's and living abroad. I was living in Paris and then in London. And the first thing that my friends asked me was uh, how did I not gain weight after being so many years in Europe? And that question actually shocked me because they were telling me that when they were living in Madrid for only six months, <laughs> they gained a lot of weight because they, they would only eat quesadillas and, and pasta. 
<laughs> and I was shocked because I have always cooked for myself and I thought that that was the norm for everyone. So they taught me if I could teach them how to cook the way I did it without planning it. Um, so I started thinking of how I could teach intuition in the kitchen for the people that really don't have an idea where to start. And because my friends know how to cook, they're very good cooks, but they need to follow recipes. If they don't have a recipe in front of them, they have no idea where to start. They have no idea what to cook. So that was the initial, the initial point of how this turned into this amazing project that I feel really passionate about. Oh, I can tell that. When I go to your website, I just love the pictures. I love the recipes. I love the energy and vibe that you give. Uh, for the folks that are listening, that are, we've caught their attention now, I'm sure, because cooking can be intimidating to some. Uh, what is or how do you define intuitive cooking? Well, in simple words, it is just cooking. Is the co cooking confidence that comes from learning how to cook with what you have available to cook what you want with what you have in, uh, on hand in your pantry and fridge. It's like this idea of no recipe recipes or like our grandmother's told her, like just add a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then you have your dish. So it's just knowing what to add to your dishes to make them really flavorsome. Okay. Without having to plan it. Without having to plan it. And I think that's so important because we can have ingredients in our fridge. We can come home late for work or maybe we're an exhausted mom or dad and we're like, oh dear, I didn't plan this meal out. Let me look what's in the fridge. But it's not being afraid of pulling that out and putting something together. So how do we make cooking creative and fun, Ana Cortez? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. If you're not used to it, because cooking is a chore, it's something that we have to do every single day for three times, a, three times a day. And even for me, sometimes it's overwhelming. So my advice would be start by choosing one day a week or night, whatever is easier for you. And cook for your own pleasure without any rules, guidelines, recipes. Feel free in the kitchen to express yourself. That is the most important thing. Cooking is a way of expressing ourselves. It's a form of art. Um, put on some music, block out the noise from outside from your day and just enjoy it. Enjoy every single minute. Cook with intention and joy. Intention of having fun, intention of creating something delicious, creating something new, creating something nourishing. And cook with joy because cooking with joy is something magical. And cooking all favorites are part of the rhythm of life. We all know them. If you had parents that touch, like they cooked for you. But when you do a new recipe, you will have like a tingly sensation there in your spine because <laughs> it will make you happy and it will excite you because you have no one to tell you what to do. It will be your own idea and your own taste. It's your reflection in a dish. And also, you've had children, you can invite them to cook with you, even if they make a mess, because they will make a mess. It's part <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of the experience. And when the, But when the food is done and on the table and you see their faces full of pride, it just make, makes cooking worth it. And that's when you start enjoying cooking. 
You know, I one time I was at a seminar and uh, the speaker was talking about cooking and how joyful it is, the way you express it, but also as a form of therapy, how it can relax us. It can make us feel so special and important and take our mind off of other things. You you mentioned the music and just get the distractions out. And I, I want to say here, here to that. I think that's just tremendous, Anna. Uh, how do we add, because flavor is so important. Like when we have a dish, mm-hmm. we want to spice it up. We want to make it taste good and make it interesting yet healthy. How do you add flavor to your food? I think flavor is the most important element of a dish. Because you can have two ingredients and they can taste amazing. The f- I would suggest to start by learning about herbs and spices. They add a lot of warmth and depth to a dish and they have many beneficial properties for us. Also, if you add, like for example, if you do a stew or something like that, you add more vegetables. And then if you have a little bit of stock, blend them and create a sauce and just enrich the sauce. And it will have more nutrients because it has more vegetables. Um, and I'm going to give you a, an example of, of flavor and how herbs and spices can um, change a dish. One single dish is very versatile. So we take the example of the tomato sauce. If you add basil and oregano to the tomato sauce, you will have an Italian profile. But if you add to that tomato sauce, oregano, parsley, cinnamon, allspice, you will have a Greek flavor profile. Yummy. If you add chipotle, you will have a Mexican profile. Or curry powder, cumin, and fenugreek, you will have an Indian, such like a curry I, tomato sauce. You know what I mean? Yes. So this example is very easy, but I love it because it shows like how one dish has infinite possibilities depending on the herbs and spices you use. And that principle can be used to any dish. The sky is really depending the on the herbs. Yeah. yeah, the sky's the limit. And as you say, uh, flavor is really sort of like the um, personality of the dish. But what I noticed when I was on your website, I was um, browsing and I just adore it. I love the pictures and the recipes. I came across your ebook of flavors. Wow, that's really sensational. Very helpful. Thank you. I was going to mention it also because I think it's a very handy resource for people that don't know where to start. Regarding flavor. So it's a free ebook, it's a free resource that you can download on my page. And it will tell you the concepts of flavor, how to add flavor, how to balance a flavor or counteract it, because salt is like the enhancer. <laughs> yeah. But then you have to balance. You have to balance it, otherwise it's, it would be too salty. So this this ebook can help anyone to start understanding the concept of flavor and how to build it in a dish. I found it to be very helpful. I downloaded it and I can't wait to refer more to it. Uh, you are Mexican by birth. You live in Madrid. You're so lucky. I can't wait to visit one day. You've been all over the world. Oh, so we'll be happy to have you. Yes. <laughs> I have to come and see you. <laughs> what is your favorite cuisine? 
That's a very difficult question. Funny enough, I asked it the same question during my last live session. On my website, I have a membership program and each month we meet online uh, and we talk about food, different topics. So I was explaining them about flavor profiles and flavor palettes because we all have a flavor palette. A flavor palette is just the food that you enjoy the most, like the, the profile that you enjoy the most. And I asked them this question. And now I understand why they were all complaining of having to choose one cuisine because it's very difficult when you love to cook. And I don't think I have one specifically. I'm very versatile. I like particular dishes instead of entire cuisines. Because, for example, I love a green Thai curry, but I also love a good mushroom pasta. And I love exciting salads and smoothie bowls. And, you know, like I just... I just love and enjoy big, vibrant flavors and unexpected combinations. But I do not like dishes that leave me like a dense flavor in my mouth. Like really meaty dishes, I don't enjoy them after. I don't enjoy like the sensation in my mouth. After you know I what I you know food. what I noticed personally, Anna, and we're all trying to, I mean, not you, but I and many people are trying to keep an eye on their weight. What I noticed is that when I eat and my meal is flavorful and it satisfies my palate, I really don't mm-hmm. want to keep eating. I'm satisfied. I stop. And mm-hmm. I think there really is something to what you're saying. Um, what is your training background with food? You were saying earlier about your... Really quick though, tell us about your subscription, how people will get in touch with that and find your website before we talk about your training. Well, my website is... It's kitchen-instinct.com and you will find there, there are two ways of subscribing. I have a membership program that it's a group of people that we, that I send resources to. I teach them how to intuitive cook and we meet every month online for a live session and we discuss different topics. Uh, for example, on Tuesday, we're going to have a cook along and they have to cook. I told them a mystery dish and they have to cook their own versions and we're going to share them and compare them. Uh, the recipes on my website are suggestions of what you can do. You have access to cookbooks that work on the same line. I have one cookie, like chocolate chip cookies, oh. on how to create them, how to, yeah, how to cook them without recipes because you can. So I teach you that. And I have, I offer like eight versions of chocolate chip cookies, because as you said, you need to satisfy your own palate. You don't need to follow anyone else's rules. And I also have, um, on the same membership, you have access to your inspiration box, which is a recipe box where you can save your favorite recipes from my website or from out, like any other website on outside mine. And... The second way you can subscribe is I I offer one-on-one sessions. And these sessions, I accompany the people or the person because it's individual coaching. And it depends. I I am with them three, five, or six months, depending on the coaching program they choose. And I just teach them how to cook amazing meals. (laughs) without following recipes. One of my my subscribers called Lee, and um, he actually didn't know anything about food, but he decided that he was going to start cooking and he taught himself how to cook. But he, he's 
target was to cook Michelin star dishes. Wow. Without the knowledge. He didn't know anything. So I have been teaching him like the basics and the theory of flavor and cooking and techniques and how to balance his dishes. And now he got really excited and he just told me that he's, I'm going to help him to create his own cookbook, which is really exciting for me because it's, you know, like it's just being with someone and supporting someone else's craft. It's just for me, just, I don't even know the words that, I, you know, like how to express my feeling. Like I feel so honored to be part of that journey. And he's saying, I'm going to do this cookbook only for me. It's, it's He's going to print one only. Oh, like he, We've got to get him to make more Michelin star. I love it. Oh my gosh. You remind me of two, two people, two, uh, one is very special. One is my sister-in-law, Susana, who is from Guadalajara and she too, she's beautiful and she cooks very intuitively and her food is always delicious. And then my other friend who I recently met is from Cabo San Lucas and she is Ileana and she's a female, Mm -hmm. um, chef. She's in charge and I think that people that bring their passion to food, the result is a delicious meal. However, what is your training background with food? I'd love to know about that. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun question because I am not a chef. <laughs> I'm a cook. I actually studied graphic design and my master is in brand management of luxury and fashion. Uh, but while I was studying, I have always been to cooking classes because it's something that I just love. And I'm actually going on a Thai cuisine class on this Saturday. Oh, fun. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. I have trained with my grandmother and my mother, who sadly both of them passed away this last year. I'm sorry. But they were the ultimate queens of intuitive cooking. Like my sisters hated cooking with them, especially with my grandmother. Because they didn't get her. Because she told me just a little bit of this and I knew exactly what she meant because I know in my mind how a recipe should look. But my sisters never understood. (laughs) Like after working in London in fashion, I decided to go to France and train as a pastry chef. So technically I am a chef, just a pastry chef. (laughs) And I went and, and worked for a little while in a in a beautiful patisserie in, in Cannes. And, in the, and in the last couple of years, I certified as a nutrition coach. So I am a very passionate cook, but I'm not a chef. Well, Sometimes I am technically a pastry chef. You're a pastry <laughs> chef. And by the way, if I make chocolate chip cookies, I want you to know that my chocolate chip cookies must have a lot of chocolate. I love chocolate chips. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but your, your background is so exciting. And I think that lends to um, the techniques and to what you've learned. How do you think, Anna Cortez of Kitchen Instinct, how is food a form of self-care? I think food is amazing. Because it can make you feel better or worse, depending on what you're eating. When you connect with yourself and ask what you what it really wants to eat, and then you go ahead and eat it, it just creates a synergy between your mind and your body that is amazing. And food, I, I think, in my opinion, is not only good for your body if you're eating healthy food, but in the right mindset, it's it's also good for your mental state, as you were saying. 
because it can be even like a meditative practice. Repetitive tasks are a form of meditation, like chopping an onion or stirring a pot of hot soup or making meatballs. You have to be present, of course, while you are making it. But standing in the kitchen can help you let go of a long day of the daily stress and you can finally feel free for the day. Also, I think food is, is a way of expressing yourself. It can make you more creative. And the more creative you are, the better you will feel, the stronger you will be, the prouder you will be about yourself, and even your self-esteem will improve. Because as you work creatively more and more, you really feel just really confident because you will learn. And as you learn more, you get better at something. And when you're better at something, you just feel better about yourself. So I think food is a great way of connecting with yourself and with your body. And also, it can also help you with how you're feeling. If you're feeling low or under the weather, you can make something like a soup or a stew that will, it's just comforting, that will help you. But on the other hand, if you're feeling vibrant, energized, happy, and you eat something that's refreshing and vibrant, it will help you maintain that energy throughout the day. So as you were saying, it is very important to know what you like and what you dislike. In order to food, for food to be good for you. An example, and it's a personal example, I don't like turmeric. I don't like the taste but I know it's really good for me. So when the golden milk trend started, I tried it. I paid like five euros for my golden milk, which in comparison to the result was really expensive. And as I was drinking my beverage, I was just punishing, punishing myself because I didn't want to have it. I didn't like it. So it ended being a food that is it's not good for me. It became a waste of time, a waste of money. I felt disappointed and unsatisfied. So if there is a food that doesn't agree with you or that, doesn't, that you don't like the taste, please don't have it. Respect your body, respect, respect its needs, and respect your reality if you have any intolerances, any budget restrictions, etc. Because if you're not cohesive or coherent with what's really inside, what's happening inside of your body, Whatever you eat, it's not going to be good for you. That's excellent advice. And I really appreciate your truth with that because there are different ways to receive nutrition via food. We just have to experiment and explore. But as you say, honor our taste buds and our palate so that we will continue mm-hmm. to um, to eat in a healthful way, but in yet a uh, pleasurable way. Let's talk about pairing foods because I think this is really mm-hmm. interesting. I was on your website and I saw something about mussels mm-hmm. and mushrooms. Wow, this is interesting. Yeah. This is one of the most important tips I can give you for intuitive cooking. Learn about food pairings. That's how you create flavor. Like when you go to a Michelin star restaurant and you have a, a bite of a certain dish, and you just feel like many combinations in your mouth and you're just, your mind is blown, that's good pairing. So pairings are like that scene uh, in Ratatouille that he has in one hand a piece of cheese and in the other one a piece of strawberry. And it's not only when they are combined in his mouth at the same time that the fireworks appear. <laughs> so 
The cheese is delicious and the strawberry is delicious, but when you mix them, that's when the magic happens. So the ultimate goal for delicious eating is having a combination of flavors that feel balanced in your mouth, but exciting in your brain. You know, like it's this idea of what is it in this dish that is making it so delicious? Right. Some examples that I personally like are beets and raspberry, cilantro and passion fruit. I love cilantro. I love cilantro. Te llamo cilantro. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, me llamo. I had, <laughs> I said that wrong. I also lived in, yeah, I have lived in many places, but one of the places that I lived was in the Bahamas. And there's a little restaurant in front of the sea that they have this amazing cheesecake. And it's a cilantro cheesecake with a passion fruit curd, I think. Uh, like, and lemon zest or lime zest on top. The combination was insane. I just, I couldn't believe it. Oh. Another amazing yeah, combination is like figs and gorgonzola. This, this combination, I tried it in LA. It, it was on top of a pizza that it was one of the, my best, like the best pizzas I ever had. And it was just a cream-based pizza topped with figs, gorgonzola and a drizzle of honey. They put it in the oven. <sighs> Delicious. You know? Yeah. Or hummus and truffle. Just... Just put a good drizzle of, like, Kefi Life extra virgin olive oil. I love it. It's just magic. Those delicious. Yeah. And, or mango and lime juice. It's typical in Mexico. You have mango and then you add the lime juice on top. And then they add, like, these chili flakes called tajin. They're, they're, like, sour sweet. And, or mango and lime in a pico de gallo. You have tomatoes, onions, cilantro, and mango with lots of lime juice, and it's just fabulous. So it's just that element that goes that goes well with the others, but it just makes it explode in your mouth. That's a good pairing. So actually on my Instagram profile, the ones that you saw, I post about different pairings. The one that you saw, it was a question to see if people thought that mussels and mushrooms were a good pair. And it was divided, actually. <laughs> it was a, yeah, it's not, it's not usual to see that pairing. But I, I post regularly pairings, and I choose one ingredient, and I show you the different ingredients that pair well with that specific ingredient so you can create a dish. And, and you can get inspired to cook. So pairings, it's very, they're, they're very important. They're very, like it's imperative that you understand how pairings work because that's how you take your cooking to the next level. How do you simplify cooking? Less is more. Just buy good quality ingredients that are in season. They will taste better. They will be cheaper and they will be easier to cook because they have a lot of flavor and a lot of nutrients. So just choose quality ingredients and just... Simple cooking. Simple cooking is the best. Tastes really good. That's that's sage advice. All right. So our final question is, Anna Cortez, you've been all over the world. You have children. You're married. You have a very full, beautiful, vibrant life, and you love to cook. Uh, so just answer this question with just whatever comes to your heart. Anna Cortez, in my life, I've learned that. 
I l- I've learned that it's important to follow your gut and your instinct and be true to yourself. Because now in social media, we just follow everyone around and what we're always like on the hunt of what everyone else is doing. And we don't have our we don't have our space to create our own things. So just express yourself. Express yourself. You will feel proud and you will feel satisfied with life. I think that's what I have I have learned. <laughs> you have been a breath of fresh air. I thank you so much. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Ola Kala moment I've brought to you by the law offices of Winston including ranked number one by brain. Leading Lawyers Network in 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Know what I'm eating. If you're eating something that is not grown from the earth, by all means, it is wise to read the labels of the container or box holding that food. Keep an eye on added sugar, watered down ingredients, which are described as light, and know the word multigrain. This sounds healthy, but only means that a product contains more than one type of grain. Unless the product is marked as whole grain, it's possible the grains are all refined grains, which have likely lost important nutrients during the processing. Interested in being olekala all as well? Read labels and understand how they can help or harm your well-being. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.